June 27th, 2019. That's what G said podcast. Wow, that was very announcery voice to start off, huh? Right away. I went straight into the well, that's what G said podcast. Ooh, right away, huh? <laughs> Didn't take long to get into a super announcer voice today. Hope everyone's having a good one. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you downloading, listening, wherever you're at. Plenty of different places where you can check out That's What G Said. Um, whatever you prefer, iTunes, Apple Podcast. you can listen and subscribe there. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on SoundCloud. Tune in. We are... All over the place. If you ask, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Keep asking. I think we're we're all over. So thanks for listening. It's going to be kind of a quick episode today. And then in a couple days, we'll have a, a much longer episode. Listen to what will be on the menu over the next few episodes of That's What G Said podcast. So today, if you want to skip around a little bit, we'll go on this day segment. Then I'm going to talk about Stable Duel. If you don't know what Stable Duel is, it's a fantasy horse racing contest, and I'm going to kind of break down how to get involved and show you exactly how to do so. I'll give you a little instructional on uh, and kind of go through the app and, and how you set the lineup. Talk a little Women's World Cup this week for the best sports movies. It soccer movies. Got to 32 soccer movies. We'll give you the brackets and let you know what the field looks like and Remind you to get to Twitter. Go to Twitter. Follow me. It's me, Gino B. And then you can vote on what you think are the best soccer movies ever. Just go through my past tweets and you can see there are polls up each and every day. And every time one poll expires the next day, it moves on just like a tournament bracket. And then we'll close things out with some big little thoughts. Big Little Lies Season 2, Episode 3 recap. And then final segment will be some wrestling, we'll recap WWE, talk about a little bit what's happening in WWE, and then preview the AEW free pay-per-view this weekend, Fighter Fest. That's just on this show. But coming up, couple awesome guests lined up for this week. Craig Milkowski, we're going to talk, normally you know Craig Milkowski from Time Farm US, and when we talk to him it's about horse racing, but we're going to talk all about Wimbledon. Very excited to preview Wimbledon. Starts on the 1st of July. We'll preview both the men's and the women's side. Talk about the major contenders. Go uh, get a look in at the odds and maybe a sleeper or two if you want to put a few bucks on. I'll be watching Wimbledon heavily this year and getting involved. Handicap the Queen's Plate. It's a big weekend up at Woodbine. That'll be on the next episode. And Monique, the parlay queen. You know her uh, from ABR Live and from covers. She's Done a lot of work on the Mike Abadir show where we would talk football every week. She's going to join me. And then my good friend Art Alvarado is going to come on and we're going to deep dive some of the soccer movies a little bit. And we'll talk a little more about the World Cup that's going on. He'll give some thoughts overall about soccer. We'll talk some MLB, who's hot, who's not NBA free agency. Well, any last minute rumors that come up in the next few days because everything's going to start this weekend on Sunday. The NFL win totals, we're going to be going through those sometime soon. A a topic coming up soon, Batman movies, Songs of the Summer, Fourth of July discussion, tons to talk about. So make sure to subscribe and stay tuned because we will have some very busy and very diverse episodes of That's What G Said. I love to, to have an episode where we talk about five, six, seven different things.
Let's get on to a little history right off the bat. Always got to have a little history segment on this day. Let's go back to 1652, New Amsterdam, now New York, enacts the first speed limit law. You go through and look at some of the the dates in history, uh, the important events on June the 27th, you get a lot of Wimbledon moments, Ryder Cups, British Opens, the first color TV demo, New York City, 1929. 1967, the, the world's first ATM was installed in London. 1973, Live and Let Die, the first James Bond movie to star Roger Moore is released. And in 1994, Aerosmith became the first major band to let fans download a full new track for free from the internet. You are now listening to a track that you downloaded on the internet in some way, shape, or form. How about that? Oh, that was just uh, letting uh, an album for free. There was plenty of downloading on the, uh, the internet prior to that. Just a quick on this day. Okay, Stable Duel. If you have ever played fantasy sports in some way, so if you play fantasy football and you've played it in the daily fantasy, so like DraftKings, FanDuel, anything like that, Stable Duel is very similar. It gives you the opportunity to play fantasy horse racing against others, and in this case, it's free. Later on, there will be contests that you get involved in and you pay money to get in the contest and, you know, it's different types of contests like we see on all the different fantasy sites. I'm going to talk you through Stable Duel. So if you're, if you're out there, if you're a horse racing fan and you don't know what I'm talking about, it's free. Why don't you download it and try to get involved? See if you like it. It's mine as well right now while it's free. The contest is for Friday Gulfstream Park. So, go to StableDuel.com from your iOS device, so your iPhone or uh, your iPad. In my case, I'm using my iPad. StableDuel.com, and you will click for the Summer Series up on the top of the page. Summer Series is here. Tell me more. Then you see the next competition is here. You click. It's free to play. Click, follow the instructions, create an account. And name your stable. Okay, so you, you follow the instructions, create your account, name your stable. Now we're in the app. So you've got the app. You've got the stable dual app now. If you look around, I'm... That's what G said. That's my name. So on your page, you can see it'll say, start new game. You'll want to click that, start new game. And then you'll see, you click Gulfstream Park. Gulfstream Park will be at the top. None of the other tracks will even really give you the opportunity to click. So, on the left side, you can see in the left top, there's the drop-down bar. So, if you need anything at any point, you can see right there. If you need support, contact support. What I would recommend before anything, before you start, see on the bottom this where it says Lobby. Just click Lobby and read the How to Play and read... The rules and scoring. You want to read through. Make sure you've you've read the rules for the scoring. You know what's going on. Read the how to play. I'm going to explain it to you in, in my words. And you can find anything else that you need there. And in particular, the rules and scoring. 
and the, the specifics. So make sure there's a section for scratches. What happens if there's a scratch? There's a sections about also eligibles and MTOs, multiple horse entries, DQs, dead heats, uh, canceled races. It tells you about the salary chart, the point system. Your horse gains points if you finish first through fifth. You lose points based on how far back you are. And if you are sixth through last, you get negative points. So make sure you go through, you look at the score calculations just so you know everything. Explaining it sounds harder than it is. It's your your horses get points for first through fifth. That's that's really all you have to worry about. And then you, we go back and we start our new game. And once you start your game, your screen will come up for you to select a horse. And what happens is you have a 10 horse team. And you can see on the bottom, it'll tell you how many of your horses you've selected. It'll tell you the salary cap. It'll tell you how much you have to spend on a per horse basis. And what you're doing is you're putting together a team of the most likely winners. Now, a couple things to recommend. You can pick as many horses in each race as you'd like, but... I would recommend spreading it out, right? You want to try to give yourself the opportunity to win as many races as you can. Now, in this case, there's only nine races at Gulfstream Park, so you're going to have to double up in one race. And if your horses run first and second, or first and third, or second and third, or first, second, third, and fourth, you will get points for all of them. But, like I said, you don't want to... If you have four horses in one race, they run first, second, third, fourth, and the person that you're playing against wins four races, you are not going to be in a good spot. Now, the way the salary cap is built, the horses that are the more likely winners, so the short-priced horses, are going to be more expensive. So you can't just pick the favorite in every race. It won't allow you to do that. You have to find some races where you're going against the grain, where you're picking really cheap-priced horses in, in the game. So what I'd recommend is you start looking through each race, and you really kind of go and find the horses that you you think are the cheapest that make the most sense. So you go through and the the price horses that you like the most, I think you find them because they're cheap. <laughs> you think cheap. They're less expensive in the game. It sounds cheap says when you say they're cheap, right? I don't mean the horses, I mean the prices of the horses. So if you're looking at it right now, Gulfstream Park race number 1. If you select Samurai's First Lady, there's $9,000 knocked off your salary. You'll have $41,000 remaining. You move to the next race. You've selected Second Illusion. Another chalk. You can, and you'll see. So every time you select a horse, it'll go for you. You have 2 of 10, what your salary remaining is. And you'll notice you just can't pick all the favorites in every race. So I'm not going to specifically go through every race and who I like this time. But in the future, we will do that. I'll, I'll go through... We'll tier the horses for you. I'll mention some horses and some races that I think are live that might be good to include in, in your lineups. This time, more than anything, I wanted to explain how to get involved, what this is, just to let you know and give you the instructions. So as you see, make sure you fill your lineup up. It's going to take a couple times maybe for you to to work out the money to fit. Okay, maybe this race you, you picked a, a horse that's a longer shot, but... The way that your salary cap is, you can actually pick a a more likely winner. So remember, it's not about the payout. 
that's already built into the price of the horse. So if you have money left, you want whatever you have left, you want to pick the most likely winner. You want to get the most likely winner of every race. That that's what's the key about this. And you're the price is built into how much that horse costs already. So if a horse pays 50 bucks to win, that means that that horse has likely already helped you in your salary cap and you should be set up better moving forward. If you have any questions at all about how to play stable duel, what it is, about the approach, anything at all, shoot me a message. You all know how to get in contact with me. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You'll see me in the mix at That's What G Said. So if you beat me, Talk smack to me. If uh, if I beat you, I'll definitely be talking smack to you. A lot of fun, and it's free right now. So take advantage of any of these free contests because there are payouts. You'll see all the payouts on the on the site. Any questions at all, contact Stable Duel or just let me know. I played in this last time. I had a lot of fun doing it, and I will be involved in all of these contests. You can you can bet on that. So get the StableDuel.com slash summer series and make sure to download the app follow the instructions and get your team in the contest starts on friday morning friday morning friday morning so get involved women's world cup down to eight and the biggest game of the tournament is coming up right now as the u.s will be playing france the host of the tournament. These were the two favorites when the tournament started prior to the tournament. Both of them had a scare in their most recent game. Easily easily could have lost both. U.S. had the deal, uh, had two PKs in order to score. They have to play better than they did against Spain. France is going to be pumped for this game, as anyone is to play against the U.S. That's the thing. They're going to have the, the whole home country behind them, and... This is going to be an awesome game. It will be on Friday, France versus the U.S. Thursday, Norway versus England. Saturday, Italy versus the Netherlands. And Germany versus Sweden. Those are the final eight teams left. This is the knockout round. So whoever wins between the U.S. and France will be the heavy favorite moving forward because they are the two favorites, even though they play each other. Germany is uh, the third choice at 6 to 1, England is 9 to 1, the Netherlands are 10 to 1, Italy's 20 to 1, Sweden's 25 to 1 and Norway's 30 to 1. The US is even money and France is 5 to 1 uh, with just 8 left. We will dive more into the Women's World Cup with uh, a guest Art Alvarado on the next show and we will also dive more into the best soccer movies, but let's set the table for you. We'll get a little more specific and break some of the the personal favorites down. But we have a 32-team bracket now. Had a list. Went through. I'm going to rank this list. Put them together. And let's start with... A Shot at Glory. Air Bud. World Pup. She's the Man. Greener Fields. The Football Factory. Gracie. Kicking and Screaming. United. Goal. One, two, and three. Brother, Pele. The Miracle of Burn. Maradona. Miracle Match. Ladybugs. Offside. Bend It Like Beckham. Gregory's Girl. The Big Green. Looking for Eric. The Damn United. Goal two. The third half. Escape to Victory. Victory is what most people know that as. That went under two names. It was released under two names. Mean Machine. 
Shaolin Soccer, I mentioned the goals, one, two, and three. Home Team, Fever Pitch, Zidane, Green Street, Hooligans, and Will. From the looks of the early voting, remember to get to Twitter. It's me, Gino B. Kicking and Screaming, Goal, Ladybugs, Green Street, Hooligans, Bend It Like Beckham, Big Green. They're getting a lot of the the early, early votes. I'd imagine them to be around. Bend It Like Beckham's going to be tough. From as far as a, like a mainstream soccer movie, it's probably one of the better ones and just one of the ones that most people know. The field is set. We'll get more into the best soccer movies for that's what she said. So, so far, we've had best basketball movies, Hoosier, Hoosiers wins over White Men Can't Jump. Horse racing, let it ride over Seabiscuit in the final. Hockey, slap shot over Miracle in the final. Golf, Caddyshack over Tin Cup. That's a pretty good list of uh, of sports movies right there. The winners and the runners up, all very good. And what I like is that almost all, golf was the only one, is that you kind of had like a, a serious and then a comedy. Right, basketball, you had the Hoosiers and then White Man Can't Jump. And then you had the Let It Ride comedy. And you had the Seabiscuit more serious in horse racing. And then hockey, slap shot, miracle. Caddyshack was the only one where you had two more. Uh, uh, golf was the only one where you had two more comedic movies with, Caddy, with Caddyshack and Tin Cup, which I love. So still to come, baseball movies, football movies, boxing movies, wrestling movies. And then going to find combinations of so many different sports that I'll either combine or will find a way to put them into miscellaneous because I was going through let's just quickly go through archery, fencing, ping pong, handball, dodgeball, tennis, badminton, rowing, volleyball, gymnastics, darts, curling, shooting, pole vault, judo, fighting, cricket, water polo, sailing, running, track, marathon, bowling, karate, skateboarding, racquetball, croquet, any movies, anything like that. I'll continue to put them out. I'll uh, I'll post when we're going to have a movie week. And please let me know if you have any favorite baseball movies or any favorite boxing movies or any of these miscellaneous ones once the weeks come up. Soccer is this week. Get on over. Follow It's Me, Gino B on Twitter and vote. If you don't know about our sponsor, CindyCarava.com, get to her website right now. She is a full-service realtor, and I know that one of the more stressful events in life is moving, all of the things that go into the process of relocating, and all those different factors that you have to worry about. Cindy can make your life easier. Cindy Carava, sponsor of That's What G Said podcast. The name probably sounds familiar. She's the wife of horse racing trainer Jack Carava, who has been a mainstay on the Southern California racing circuit for the last 30 years. And she is a full-service realtor that can help you in many different ways. Selling, purchasing, leasing. She'll help you find vendors like handymen and painters, landscapers, gardeners that she personally uses in her own home. If you need help getting pre-approved for a loan, she can connect you to lenders that she works closely with and can highly recommend. Covering all parts of the San Gabriel Valley, parts of North San Diego County, Del Mar, Solana Beach, and Rancho Santa Fe. If you're just curious to see how much your home is worth, she'll even do a free market analysis of your home's value. You can find Cindy on Facebook, Instagram, 
YouTube, reviews about her on Yelp and Zillow, or the easiest way, cindycarava.com. You can find all of her contact information there, C-A-R-A-V-A. I've known her personally for almost a decade. She's one of the most honest and genuine people I have ever met. Exactly the type of person you can trust with any of your real estate needs. Get to cindycarava.com right now, or if you have any questions at all, you can email her, cindyc.realtor at gmail.com. Time for, I think, my new favorite segment on the, on the show. I mean, I'm, I don't hide my love for the big little lies. I'm a big fan of the big little lies, folks. You know this as we do the big little thoughts, big little recaps each and every week now. Episode three opens up with uh, a flashback, the scene of all the women standing over Perry's dead body. And we see Bonnie having another flashback. She's struggling with this. And Madeline and Ed, they're going to therapy. They're trying to work out their problems. Therapist asks Madeline, why was she unfaithful? She's very shrinky in this moment. She's really prying into Madeline, trying to get into her past. Does she not feel adequate for happiness? She tries to compare um, or the, the fact that Madeline really wants her daughter to go to college because Madeline never went herself. Yet the flashback of Bonnie with her mom when she was young and Bonnie they're sw- and they're swimming and Bonnie's mom is teaching her how to swim and she kind of pushes her under trying to teach her how to hold her breath and you can see she really kind of scares her her daughter almost drowns her and it's a weird moment with Bonnie as she's kind of walking into the ocean and the water she keeps having these flashbacks we see Celeste and Madeline Madeline mentions some of her past scars from being a kid Celeste is trying to find happiness because she's having trouble she keeps seeing these visions of Perry and she is seeing this man who was so awful to her in in just a positive way over and over. She only keeps remembering the good moments. We do that a lot, right? We break up with someone for whatever reason and it's probably not even ever with someone that's this level who was trying to kill you like he was to her. But we always remember the the good, especially right away. Especially if it's someone that was if we're on the wrong end of it, right? If you got broken up with and the person was really bad to you, you still for a while can't get the the bad stuff. Like you can't make that bad stuff matter. You only think about the good moments, even even if there were very few of them. Mary Louise, this is a big uh, Meryl Street Mary Louise episode. She ambushes Jane. She's now figured out that Ziggy is Perry's son. She's trying to f- ask for a paternity test because she does not want to believe her son Perry was a rapist. She does not believe that he could do anything bad. She is so rude to Jane. She mentions that Jane might not have known what was happening, that she might have been drugged or something, and it could have been somebody else. Jane is adamant, no. And Mary Louise is really starting to play a major role. We next go to Amabella in the class. Renata's daughter, she's passed out. Of course, when Renata gets to the hospital, she's freaking out. Amabella had an anxiety attack. 
And we get some just classic interactions in the hospital with Renata and the doctor. <laughs> she wants Annabella to get flown to Stanford, even though she just had an anxiety attack and they're getting ready to release her. She, apparently, Amabella, the kid, the second grader, had an anxiety attack because she is so worried about climate change. Their school is teaching them about climate change and all the, uh, the, the possibilities and that the world could end. That's a lot for these second graders to handle, huh? A little much. You see Madeline talking back at home with her oldest daughter. It's not ever been the, the best when, when Madeline and her, uh, and her daughter are talking. Jane on a date with Corey. But she struggles with being intimate with him. He tries to kiss her. She's not into it. She says she has to kind of be going neutral for a little while. Mary Louise goes to see the detective who covered her son Perry's case. And they have some interactions. And all we really see is, is Mary Louise say, you don't believe my son just slipped, do you? They both know that the women are hiding something. They feel like there's more to it. Mary Louise is watching old videos of Perry with the boys when Celeste comes in. Just a lot of old moments of Perry being good. We we get that a lot in this episode because Mary Louise keeps trying to, to say it to Jane. He's such a good man. He was such a great guy. He was so great. She goes to see Jane and Ziggy. And when she sees them, she immediately knows that Ziggy is Perry's son because of the family resemblance. And she tells Jane now that she wants to be in Ziggy's life. She asks, is he sweet? And she even says, my boys were so sweet. She mentions that Perry was the most gentle and tender boy. The very same Perry who raped the woman Jane who's sitting right next to her. I mean, it's really awkward. For a woman who's very smart, she's just socially so awkward, Mary Louise. She keeps pushing. She cannot believe that he would do anything negative. Jane firmly tells her, Mary Louise, that she was raped by Perry, her son. Mary Louise does not want to believe that he is evil. I mean, most moms wouldn't, right? They'd want to get more. But they're all adamant, and they're all telling her. Madeline goes and sees Bonnie and Ed having lunch. And they're laughing, they're having a good time. Bonnie gets up and leaves, and Madeline asks Ed, How long are you going to punish me? Ed's response, For as long as I need or want. Ed's got the power for the first time really in a while now. And he's kind of enjoying it, and he's he's hurting, you could tell. He's hurting. Renata goes crazy on the school, the teachers, the principal, about the them teaching uh, climate change. <laughs> I will be rich again, and I will rise up. She has just grown on me so much. You didn't like her as much at the beginning last year when she was against some of the uh, the main characters, these women, but it, it just feels so much different. Like I root so much more for her now than I did <laughs> than I did last year. I guess I'm just a sucker for the old root for the good guy, root against the bad guy, like they teach me. I'm just the rube. But I don't know. Is she a good? Is she a good guy? Or any a good gal? Or are any of the Monterey Five a good? We then see an interaction between Mary Louise and Renata. I want more of those, please. Please, that got awkward And now Corey Is with Jane and Ziggy So they're in neutral But he's already meeting the the son And he's teaching them to surf She sees Bonnie on the beach And they kind of interact about how Maybe they both need to open up a little bit Bonnie to to Nathan and, 
maybe Jane to Corey. Gordon, Renata's husband, the one who's in trouble, who just got arrested, who's going to go to jail for the illegal insider trading. He's talking to Renata, and he mentions how him and Amabella, they both can feel that for the last year, something has been up with Renata. You know, the same timeline of when Perry fell, quote-unquote, fell, got pushed. And they can both tell that something's been up with her, and that you know he mentions that her walls are back up. And she seems like she realizes that, you know what, she maybe maybe that has been affecting her daughter more than she thinks. We see the assembly at school. The parents are all there talking about climate change as they, the, yes, their whole second grade class has been taught about climate change. Madeline gets up to talk and she has an absolute meltdown. Everything she's going through with Ed, she's emotionally, she's, she's come out of the therapist. She's all these... Past memories of her family are dug up now, and she's heard things from Celeste that she hadn't heard before about Perry, and now she just rambles, goes off on tangents. It is just awkward and uncomfortable. Everyone looks on really uncomfortably, and she starts crying at the end before she walks off. Celeste then finds Mary Louise snooping around in her bathroom in the medicine cabinets. And that, that's kind of it for Celeste. She says to get out. She asks her to leave. Corey and Jane have this weird hug dance thing going on. They're getting closer, obviously. Celeste is watching more videos of Perry. And she's sad and just looking at these old past videos that are happy moments cannot get away from trying to trying to remember him positively she wants to, she when she's talking to the therapist she wants to remember him positively and the therapist keeps trying to convince her this is the man who almost killed you you cannot do that it's not healthy in this particular case moving forward we're going to see Mary Louise and the detective keep prying how can all of these women continue to cope with the secret? Because it's getting to them individually and it's affecting each of their relationships, right? Madeline and Ed, Celeste and Mary Louise, Renata, Gordon, Amabella, Bonnie, Nathan, Bonnie's mom and Bonnie's daughter, Jane and Ziggy and Mary Louise and now Corey in there. And then the detective and therapist, they're a couple of key catalyst characters in this show because they really help things move in one direction or the uh, or the other. I think we're going to see more of the, the detective now too. Big little thoughts. Talk about episode four next week. Close things out with some quick wrestling thoughts. WWE stomping grounds was over the weekend last Sunday. Here's what happened. Drew Kulak wins the Cruiserweight title. Congrats to Drew. Big fan of his. He's been around in the division for a while. Good to see him uh, get a, a strap, even if it's not a huge uh, one that gets pushed on the main shows as much. It's still some of the uh, the best work going on in WWE down on 205 Live. Becky beats Lacey. We had a fun tag match with uh, KO, Owens, and Sami Zayn versus Biggie and Xavier. Check that one out. It's a good one to toss on the, back, uh, on the background. I think it exceeded expectations. Ricochet, the new U.S. champ, he... Beat Samoa Joe. There was a big backstage ovation. Triple H gave him a handshake. Everybody was back there congratulating him. High fives and hugs. 
Then he came back and he lost to AJ on Raw in a non-title match, and it looks like we're going to get Ricochet versus AJ moving forward. Daniel Bryan and Rowan beat Heavy Machinery. That was a, a fun match with Otis and Tucker impressing there. And the first you know, half of the pay-per-view I thought was pretty good. It started to slow down a little bit after that. Bailey beat Alexa Bliss. That was okay. Nikki Cross tried to help. That backfired. That storyline will continue. Roman Reigns beat Drew McIntyre. That continues on with Drew and Shane being an alliance and and the revival there together and and Roman. Now, we'll talk about who Roman's new partner is in just a sec. Kofi beat Dolph in a steel cage. The match was okay. Kofi dove over Dolph. There was a good spot late in the match. It was it was just okay. And then Seth Rollins beat Baron Corbin. Lacey was the referee in the match. Becky came out. All the predictable interactions you would assume. Seth Rollins kind of firing off, healing off a little bit on Twitter. I don't mind it. It's funny. He has pride in WWE. He has pride in his work. And uh Seeing a little competition and battling back and forth between the superstars. He thinks he's the man. That's what everyone should think. Moving forward, WWE Extreme Rules on July the 14th. It looks like what we're going to get. Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch versus Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans in a tag team matchup with both of the belts on the line. It's a winner take all. WWE Championship, Kofi versus Samoa Joe. That could be a very good match. And that might be the moment where Samoa Joe... He's not been... Getting really built well. He just lost. But he's a very formidable contender. And this is where he should be. Samoa Joe should be in the main event mix. The Undertaker made a return on Monday Night Raw to help Roman Reigns. And we're going to get a tag team match with The Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. Bailey versus Alexa Bliss with the rematch. Nikki Cross is in the mix there. She beat Bailey in order to earn this rematch. And then, yeah, the Ricochet versus AJ looks like. AJ has some more uh, kind of a side story going on with Gallows and Anderson. I always like to see those guys together and on TV. Good. Hopefully we can get a good, uh, a good story for them. I mean, on paper, Ricochet, AJ, if we get that. Finn Balor, Nakamura, we saw them interact. Finn's kind of been a background player, even though he has the IC title. That would be great. If we get those two matches... And a Kofi-Joe match. An Undertaker appearance just is always nice to see. The matches aren't great anymore, but still cool to see because you don't see him around as much. And we hopefully shouldn't see him around as much moving forward. And we'll see a good tag match on SmackDown. It looks like Daniel Bryan and Rowan, New Day, Heavy Machinery, and KO and Sammy. Probably some combinations of those four teams. We'll probably get the Usos versus the Revival. That makes sense because... The Revival are on the Shane O'Mac side alliance. The Usos, we obviously know with Roman. That would make for a kind of an automatic pairing. And continues on in the Usos revival feuds that we've seen as of late. Alistair Black. Perhaps uh, Cesaro or Orton. Possible names floating around for a match for him. Bray Wyatt. Firefly Funhouse. We're going to see him debut, re-debut sometime soon. So WWE has not been great, but I do like the way things are going. They've even changed things a little bit with their TV in that they're not going to have a lot of wrestling during the commercials anymore. And so now they're doing two out of three matches and they're changing the format of the show slightly in that 
not long commercial breaks during matches, which we'll see how that goes. It's still early on. Sometimes they say they're going to do things and they don't go long, or sometimes they do change things and we'll see how it works out. I think it's still too early to judge. I did feel like the shows this the past couple weeks have been a little bit better and the pace has been a little quicker. I do like that. All Elite Wrestling. If you don't know about All Elite Wrestling, this is a perfect weekend to check it out because it's free. They have a, a pay-per-view that's on BR Live, Bleacher Report Live. All you have to do is sign up for Bleacher Report Live and the pay-per-view is free. AEW Fighter Fest. All Elite Wrestling had a really good debut pay-per-view. They're a new wrestling company and they're not a small company. They have a lot of money backing them. Family, the owner of the Jaguars, Jacksonville Jags, and they have people in this company that know what they're doing. These shows are big league. The first one was very good. It delivered. Free show Saturday. Pre-show starts at 7 Eastern. Main card starts at 8 Eastern. Uh, Pre-show match, uh, Michael Nakazawa versus Jabaley. And SCU versus the Best Friends versus Private Party. SoCal Uncensored. A women's match, uh, Yuka Sakazaki versus Riho versus Nyla Rose. I I know Riho a little bit. I don't know the other uh, the others much in this match. So this will be one of my first real introductions to them. The Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels will go one-on-one with Shima. You know Shima from PWG. Ring of Honor, Dragon Gate, this should be a really good match. These two have a, a long history together. A four-way, Adam Hangman Page versus Jungle Boy versus Jimmy Haddock, uh, Jimmy Havoc versus MJF. That'll be really fun. I'm sure that'll just be spot, spot, spot. Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allen. The Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid. And then Moxley versus Joey Janela. We're going to see any kind of Moxley Omega interaction. They've already announced a, a, a match for them down the line. Jericho and Hangman Page will be battling for the, the title down the line. Are we going to see Jericho show up here at some point? Later this year, there will be a weekly show, two hours primetime on TNT. The rumors are it will be on Wednesday. So check out All Elite Wrestling. This weekend on Saturday It's a free show Take advantage of Free Big thank you for tuning in To this little quicker Episode than normal of That's What G Said Podcast We'll be back very soon With Much much more A couple guest interviews And we'll talk some Wimbledon Some horse racing plays for the weekend Get into the uh, World Cup a little bit more Deep more into the uh, the best soccer movies. Lots going on, folks. If you can, head on over to iTunes. Punch that five-star rating and review. Helps us out a bunch. Joey, take it away. <laughs>